World records are being set now almost every day. The Guinness World Record for most unmanned aerial vehicles, you know, drones, in the air at the same time has just been set. <laughs> uh, Genesis, the Hyundai-owned auto brand, uh, just broke the record or set the record. 3,281 drones into the Shanghai night sky a few days ago. And they were doing that to promote their entrance into China. And it looks, it actually looks kind of cool. It was uh, their, their brand Genesis with their, you know, their auto brand. And then the big words Genesis underneath. So they had two Genesis, you know, you had the, the car logo and then Genesis underneath with 3,281 drones all lit up in the sky. And it looks really cool, but it also <sighs> breaks my heart that I don't have a Guinness world record. We here at Chewing the Fat and me, Jeff Fisher, need to have a Guinness World Record. So email me, chewingthefat at theblaze.com with some ideas. We're going to have to just start going through the Guinness World Record book and find some records to, to break and or set because this show, this show needs to have a Guinness World Record and I'm tired of saying it and thinking it and without any action. So that needs to happen. <laughs> it just needs to happen. Welcome, welcome to Chewing the Fat. Good news for those of you that were thinking, man, I really want the COVID-19 vaccine, but I, I can't get it. It's not available. Well, uh, as of today, if you're listening live, the 6th of April, 2021, uh, if you live in New York, you're eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, they're setting up the new Subway series between Pfizer and Moderna. Yay! Now, more than 30 states have made shots available to all adults, including, uh, you know, a dozen more yesterday. And New Jersey announced it's opening up eligibility to everyone over 16 beginning on April 19th. So if you are one of the people that were concerned that, Poof, man, I really want the vaccine, but it's not available to me. Well, it is now. So have fun. Today is a big day. Today is the day that Beautiful Things, the Hunter Biden book, is released for all to read. Now, there have been plenty of Hunter interviews out there, and we're going to go over some a little bit later on in this podcast. I'm going to be talking to Phelan Macklear, who is uh, producing the My Son Hunter movie. And I am looking forward to his thoughts on all the interviews that Hunter has given and the notes coming from the book is just fascinating. It does seem that he does has an issue about remembering things. Now, could that have been brought on by the drugs? Sure. But I'm looking forward to the making of the movie, My Son Hunter, which is going to be crowdfunded from people like you. You can learn more about it at mysonhuntermovie.com. The movie is going to tell it all. Hunter's wild escapades, the contents on his laptop, his shady foreign business deals, yes, and even his ties to China. Now, you may not remember Phelan Macklear, but he is the filmmaker behind the Gosnell movie, and this feature film, My Son Hunter, is going to expose the Hunter Biden scandal. And, you know, Hollywood is not going to, uh, is not going to fund this movie. So it, it's too controversial and it exposes the truth behind some of the most powerful people in politics. And so that's why they're bringing the film directly to the people like you. Your gift of $10, $50, $100, or even more will help expose the most corrupt family. Uh, you know, probably since the Clintons, but I would argue that uh, is the most corrupt family. Uh, and the donation is 100% tax deductible. MySonHunterMovie.com Make your donation, help out. Let's get this movie made. I am so looking forward to it. And we'll be talking to Phelan Macklear a little bit later on in the show. But uh, for sure, 
go to mysonhuntermovie.com and give what you can and let's get this movie made. I know right now they're at a 20% of what they need to get this movie made. Let's bump that up a little, okay? mysonhuntermovie.com. Okay, Lena Dunham. You know where you love her. Mm. Uh, the 34-year-old actress, uh, according to this story, can now add fashion designer to her resume. Now, just because someone says they're a fashion designer, I mean, I am fashion, personally. Uh, if you listen to the show, you know that. But uh, she d- doesn't mean that you are a good fashion designer. But she has now t- teamed up with the... Uh, size inclusive designer shopping site 11 Henri to create a collection of five pieces priced from $98 to $298 available in sizes 12 to 26 Uh, (laughs) starting today April 6th now you know good I'm you know there should be clothes for uh you know fat gals just like fat guys of which I am, you know, an athletically overweight fat guy. And I have, uh, you know, talked about that forever. But the designs that they show that they're making a big deal that she made, uh, the navy pinstriped blazer, the mini skirt, a printed dress, which looks a lot like Moo's by Jeffy, by the way, a shirt and a mock neck tank. Um, you, uh, it's not that good. Uh, I'm sorry, Lena. Uh, you know, I realize that sometimes, uh, you know, there's plenty of stuff that fat guys wear that you wouldn't wear if you like, I love, uh, I love plenty of designer clothes, but they don't come in fat guy sizes. If they did, I would wear them, but apparently they don't want anything to do with fat guys. So, uh, she has designed these and these are great. And, you know, with the 11 on and she said the double standard exists when it comes to best and worst dress list as well. And, you know, I've often wondered uh, when designer outfits I've worn have been mocked and ripped apart, whether the same look on a more mainstream fashion body might be celebrated. Well, um, here's the deal. Um, you're not... I, I got to be careful how I put this, okay? Um Let's just be clear. Lena is not the best looking female on the planet. All right. There you go. There. I said it. All right. There. I said it. Now I get it. She's a star. And, uh, you know, we love her boldness. And so does her 2.8 million followers on Instagram. I get it. But you'd think that she'd be able to come up with something a little bit better than what she did so Anyway, they're available out there so you can you can just go out there and get the Lena Dunham fashion line from her 11 Henri collection. And uh, she's modeling them in this story that I'm looking at. And I... Ooh, ee, uh, mm, ah, mm, we'll just leave it at that. All right, so it is the seventh day of testimony in the trial of Derek Chauvin, uh, the murder trial in Minneapolis with the death of George Floyd. Uh, The guy that was with him is supposed to testify today, uh, Maurice Hall, who was with Floyd that day. And in fact, right now is in jail on other charges. But he has said that he will not testify and will invoke his fifth amendment constitutional right self-incrimination and not testify as ordered in the fired police officer's trial the judge is going to listen to what he has to say without the jury there they already gave him an opportunity to not be in his jail scrubs he'll be in uh he'll be in regular clothes probably you know a nice suit and tie instead of the you know jail jumpsuit but uh, he uh, said he's not going to testify. So we'll see what happens. I mean, he's already he's given an interview to the New York Times. He left Minneapolis right after. And they, he was arrested in Texas, by the way, on other outstanding warrants. So he's a good guy. 
And that really would <laughs> throw, I mean, that's why the jury's not going to be there, right? We don't want to see what information can and cannot be used in court with this guy. But uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens today. Yesterday, you had the police chief and there was, you know, testimony. And look, it doesn't matter. We already talked about it. It's the trial. It's a done deal, right? Uh, the officer, former officer, is guilty, period, period guilty it's just the way it is i know many of you have been emailing me and this is a similar email that uh you know an email that i received and i get many like this officer chauvin's fate was sealed as soon as george floyd ingested the drugs if he was held in the police car he would have died restrained in any manner he would have died sitting quietly on the curb he would have died i doubt he could have been saved even in an emergency room fentanyl causes respiratory distress and then death George Floyd was going to die. If Officer Chauvin had used a less effective hold, they could have, they could both be dead due to the difference in size and the initial revved-up condition of Floyd. According to this email, this person believes that they are not a cold, heartless human being. This whole thing makes me very sad. And that was my point in the beginning of all of this, was that we all agreed it was horrific. Watching some of the trial footage that they're airing of the death of George Floyd just is makes me sick makes me sick to my stomach and you know you can i know that we're i know everyone is has their day in court and you're innocent until proven guilty i get it but this is we are in a bad place and let's i mean if he's found i keep saying it but i mean if he is found innocent or not guilty in this case it's not going to be pretty. So let's just hope. And I, I hate to even say this because this is horrible too. I don't want, let's just hope that he's found guilty and we send him off to prison for the rest of his life. And he will be in solitary confinement. There's no way. I mean, you think, <laughs> think Jeffrey Epstein committed suicide. Uh, Derek Chauvin will be uh, committing suicide as well in prison. And it will be, you know, suicide in uh in quotation marks you can count on that so his life as he knew it has been over and it will never come back ever and you know you make the argument that that's the same with george floyd right so you know the only way that it could have been avoided on that day was for george floyd not to try to pass counterfeit money off which would mean he wouldn't have you know broken the law but hey that's the way it goes speaking of that's the way it is congratulations to actress superstar 48 year old Fendaway Newton uh she is uh and you may not know that know who I'm talking about because I said her name with the w in it uh, I spelled it as I, I said, it. <laughs> looking at the spelling of T H A N D I W E. And, uh, she was long credited over the years as Thandy T H A N D I E. Uh, no, no more. Okay. She is taking the W back and that was, you know, it's included in her name now and that's her name. With the W, okay? It means beloved in Shona, the language of Zimbabwe, where her mom was princess or is a princess. Uh, that's my name. It's always been my name. I'm taking back what's mine. So congratulations to Thandi. Oh, I'm sorry. Thandui. Is it Thandui now? I'm not, I'm not real sure. I apologize. I'm not, you know, I don't want to say it wrong without the W. So it used to be Thandi. T-H-A-N-D-I-E. Now it's T-H-N-D-I-W-E. So congratulations. Good for you. Happy you're taking the W back. Um, sure, it's yours. And you need to take it back. Okay? Um, I'm, apparently she's in a position now where, uh, you know, she can take the W back in her name. Um, it was a carelessly missed out as, uh, when it goes back to her first on-screen credit, 
when they when the W in her name was missed out, and now uh, she she's went all this time leaving it out, but now uh, she's pissed <laughs> and she's taking it back. She's reclaiming the W, and from now on, she said uh, the most thing that she's most grateful for now is that not being complicit in the object of black people as others which is what happens when you're the only one okay Uh, she said going forward wherever I position myself now I don't want to be part of the problem I want to be part of the solution that's good good for you I'm not for hire anymore oh so you're going to quit acting no not really she said I'm not going to speak your story or say your words if I don't feel they could have come from me. Okay. Isn't that acting? I just, that's just the question I have. Thandway. Uh, I just, uh, I was wondering, isn't that acting? So if you're just speaking words or, you know, speak your speaking stories that, uh, didn't come from you, that's acting, right? That's what you do. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know. Look, she's had a longer struggle. She had an eating disorder. She struggled with that. She said she almost died from it. And then, you know, because of therapy and personal development, she's, you know, as well as the philosophy of philosophy of Buddhism uh, and dance with death no longer rears its head. So she said that uh, if someone has a, an eating disorder, I wish I could talk to you and the questions that I would ask you would range all over your life from the first memory because you're unique and the same power that is driving you to hurt yourself. You can change that to a power to nurture yourself. Once you find the kernel of truth that has been denied you. Okay. Well, good. I mean, I I like that, but it just struggles. She's at the point now that made a lot of money. Uh, over the years without the W by the way and now that she's had the cash and she's able to say hey I'm not for hire anymore she can you know she can take the W back so congratulations to Thandway Newton Uh, you uh, taking your W back let's let's get that back (laughs) and she has and she's taken the W back Bastard stealing her W. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink right out of this silver can right now. So good. So good news. Uh, The Major League Baseball has decided where they're going to play the All-Star game, and good for them. They... They chose Denver, Colorado. Yep, we pulled it out of Atlanta because Atlanta and anything to do with Georgia is bad. But Denver, Colorado, good. So good news is is that uh, Denver is uh, 80% white and about <laughs> not even 10% black. And, you know, Atlanta is, well, over 50% black and, you know, 40 one percent white 40 40 ish 41 ish percent white so we had to i mean in the name of <laughs> the name of inclusivity uh, inclusivity yes in the name of inclusivity here in the break room we got to go to denver which is 80 almost 81 ish percent white man major league baseball you good job although i thought they would uh you know just cancel it all together but no no, they are going to bring it to Denver, Colorado. Congratulations. Congratulations. I hope it I hope it works out for you. Uh, South Korean electronics maker LG. Yeah. Um, the 12-year-old smartphone business is uh, being powered down. Uh, it's going to be no more. They're going to focus on more profitable areas like smart home devices and electric vehicle parts. That's probably a good move right there. Once the world's third largest smartphone maker... LG shipped just 23 million phones last year. Wow. Because 
Think of this. Samsung, 256 million phones were shipped last year. Uh, that's quite a difference. That's where you start thinking about maybe we ought to not make phones anymore. And they did, and they're not going to. Um, they thought they could have a profitable year, but they knew. They spent 23 consecutive quarters of losses. $4.4 billion. Oof. Yeah, at some point, <laughs> you're in the boardroom going, Oof, uh, maybe we ought to we ought to stop making these phones. They're really, we're, we're losing a lot of money. And, I mean, 23 quarters of losing money? Sooner or later, you got to think, Oof. It's time to, time to give up, right? Speaking of uh, phones, though, and uh, uh, Androids, you know, Samsung. Uh, yesterday, the Supreme Court ruled that Google did not violate copyright law when it used parts of Oracle's Java code to develop the Android operating system. Ah, uh, that's pretty, that's a, that's a big decision. A big decision. It's been a decade. I mean, they've been fighting over this for a long time. And, uh, you know, Oracle said Google committed an egregious act of plagiarism by using 11,500 lines of code from the Java, the Java platform. Uh, okay. Uh, Google said, you know, it's they're essentially the building blocks, but that's it. Oh, and most of it was under the fair use protection. Oh, okay. Uh, and the Supreme Court decided with them. Uh, ultimately, six to two. The court said Google's use of code did did fall under fair use, and that if Oracle had its way, other developers could be blocked from getting the code they needed. To tech innovation might slow down, um, or they could just pay Oracle. But you know, whatever. Um, they also the court uh, didn't decide whether any uh, APIs uh, could be protected under copyright law. Justice Stephen Breyer acknowledged that. Tech is changing so fast. It's best not to answer more than is necessary. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. That uh, means uh, means a lot. And another, you know, as long as we're, you know, we're in the tech, the tech mode. Uh, Pinterest has reportedly been in talks to acquire the photo app Visco, V-S-C-O. Wow. Uh, you know, wow. Pinterest is an amazing site. Uh, I don't know if you are on Pinterest or have an account through Pinterest, but you can, and this is a sad, sad state of affairs of, of some of our lives. You go to Pinterest, <laughs> you know, it's 45 minutes later, you've been scrolling through Pinterest, looking at pictures. It's just amazing. It's an amazing site. I don't know how they, I mean, I guess they're selling my data, right? Because that's the only way they're making money off of me. It's not like I'm buying things on Pinterest. But that's, uh, that's the way it goes. It's kind of why I have ExpressVPN. But hey, that's another ad, which is not for today. So the question is, if an asteroid heads toward Earth, what can we do to stop it? Now, we've seen the documentaries. <laughs> we've seen the documentaries of, you know, the way we 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 get rid of asteroids. And I mean... You know, it's it's a movie, right? And we and I joke around about documentaries, but it's just a movie, right? But they actually are trying to do something about it. And I remember reading about this when they first started talking about it, but it's coming to fruition now, okay? They have a plan to punch an asteroid away. <laughs> okay, thanks, NASA. Well, first, you got to know that it's coming, right? So they have a plan. The project is known as the Double Asteroid Redirection Test, the DART mission. And it's been developed by NASA and John Hopkins University, uh, applied at John Hopkins University's Applied Physics Laboratory, along with several other NASA centers. Now, what the technology involved is includes what they call the kinetic impactor, which should be able to change an asteroid's motion in space the spacecraft is going to crash straight into an asteroid at the speed of about 6.6 kilometers per second nobody knows how fast that is we should force which should force it to change the speed of its orbit 
Now, it's only going to change it by a fraction of a percent, but it is enough to be observed and measured by astronomers with telescopes. Oh, okay. So the craft is going to launch in July of this year on the SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket. It's going to travel to its first test in this uh, Didymos asteroid system, D-I-D-Y-M-O-S asteroid system. It's expected that mankind's first battle against an asteroid will take place in September 2022 when the craft arrives to the system. So now we got the test coming up in (laughs) September of 2022. We're going to ram, I'm sorry, punch our kinetic, what the heck did they call it again? Their kinetic impactor into this asteroid and see if we can redirect it with our under the double asteroid redirection test mission. Oh, okay. Uh, I would say good luck with that. And let's hope it works. A couple things that come to mind on that. We have to for sure see that it's coming. We've had some of the asteroids fly by us where they went. Um, We didn't really know that was coming. We didn't see it. And, uh, you know, if you remember in the documentary Armageddon, when asked, uh, the president of the United States asks NASA uh, if, why they didn't see this coming. And uh, the uh, director of the NASA program, played by Billy Bob Thornton, who replies, it's a big ass guy. And they only have they only have uh, so much of a budget. And begging your pardon, sir, it's a big ass guy. So I'm you know that was way back uh, you know long time ago when that documentary was made. Wow, how long ago was that movie made? In the nineties, late nineties, nineteen ninety eight. Oh my gosh! So I mean, has the the sky hasn't gotten any bigger? <laughs> has it but maybe climate change has made the sky get bigger but we do know that you know i'm sure that the budget is still the same even with uh you know under if we look at it uh, under inflation and it's still the same big ass sky so we've got to be able to see the asteroids and then we've got to be able to launch and get it up there enough to ram into it with our kinetic impactor technique. And we've got to hope that we change the asteroid's motion in space enough, soon enough, to where it doesn't hit us. Okay. All right. Good luck. God bless. Oh, yeah. We've got news, too. We've got news in Operation Varsity Blues. Yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. Tonight's episode... Yeah, tonight's episode, Operation Varsity Blues, Massimo released from prison. Yeah, he got out. They let him out three weeks early. He has moved into it, and then they didn't really let him out. I mean, he's out of prison, but he's at a halfway house. You kidding me? We couldn't just send him home. This whole thing is ridiculous. So he's at a halfway house. He's already, you know, he's got to pay him money, right? About a huge amount of money already. He was in the midst of his five-month sentence at the Federal Correctional Institution in Lombok. Uh, He's been moved to a Long Beach residential re-entry management field office. Are you kidding me? That's just ridiculous. An inmate is allowed to leave the property. That's the halfway house he was transferred to through sign-out procedures for approved activities such as seeking employment, uh, working, uh, counseling, visiting, or recreation purposes. Well, how about we just sign him out and send him home? How about that? Okay. Uh, I know he's tried to get out even earlier because they were had him in solitary confinement. And we had COVID restrictions. And it was just ridiculous how they treated this man for what he did now i saw you know we talked about it a little bit he came across as the uh as the uh the uh, elitist in the operation varsity blues documentary on netflix he came across a lot more elitist than Lori. Lori was you know the mom but um 
the whole thing is just ridiculous. Anyway, Massimo is out, and he's at the halfway house. He's out of prison, and we'll <laughs> we'll see how the marriage lasts because uh, there's no telling what will happen between Lori and Massimo once he gets out of the halfway house during the entire operation of Operation Varsity Blues. <laughs> OVB. Hey, a quick reminder that uh, this is a Chewing the Fat podcast. And if you're listening to this show right now and you're not a subscriber, a follower, a liker of Chewing the Fat, you need to be. Uh, you can choose the platform that you're listening on right now and become a subscriber, liker, follower. Or you can choose one of your choice. There's a plethora of platforms out there. Whatever one warms the little cockles of your heart. You can become a subscriber, liker, follower of Chewing the Fat. And then, uh, hello, your life is going to get turned around. That's just the way it happens. Okay. And you might as well uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher, as well. Uh, that, too, will help you turn that frown upside down. <laughs> and you can follow me on Twitter, at JeffyJFR. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Parlor, Jeff Fisher Radio. So just come along for the Chewing the Fat ride, will you? Okay, good. You know, the CDC, you know them, you love them. Uh, they updated their guidance from uh, the COVID-19 transmission on uh, contaminated surfaces or objects. Yeah, it's lower than previously estimated. I mean, we just don't know. So they're saying, you know, soap and water's fine. You don't need all that disinfectant stuff. And it doesn't need to be all the time. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. Look, it's less than one in 10,000. It's possible for people to be infected through contact with contaminated surfaces or objects. But the risk is genuinely considered to be low. Oh, okay. So, you know, follow CDC state local guidelines wear masks of course good ventilation oh, that would be like outside social distancing hand washing and cleaning surfaces but you know you're fine don't worry about it oh really yeah look we thought for sure that it could might be able to remain on surfaces for up to three days but you know the infection rate for those is really low so don't worry about it. It's just hygiene theater. What? Yeah, you know all the companies and places that go around wiping everything down? I mean, you can't even pump gas anymore without having people come out and wipe down the handle. And that's fine. You know, I get it. Okay. Thank you. But, you know, I'm pretty sure that I'm outside. A, I don't need to wear a mask while I'm pumping my gas. And I'm pretty sure that you know, washing my hands later in the day or, you know, my own disinfectant in the car that I now travel with, you know, religiously. Whenever I touch anything that's not inside my car, I have to wipe my hands. I thought that was a new law. And uh, so, but I don't have to worry about it. It's like one in 10,000. That's what they think. Wow. Okay. Uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see if that holds up to be true because everything that, they've said changes so be ready for that to change as well i mean we're hearing good news are they being it's being uh, touted as good news for the first time uh in years 2021 store openings are actually outpacing closures according to core site research even as many retailers struggled to stay afloat during the pandemic, there were still more than 1,000 fewer closures in 2020 than there were in 2019. Boy, that seems that seems a little strange. Uh, thanks in part to they're saying that that's because of the stimulus measures. Okay, good. But we're talking about 80,000 retail stores of the 9% of total in the U.S. closed their doors in 2026. Wow. And if e-commerce sales continue their upward trend, uh, hello, the category that's going to be hit the hardest, clothing and accessory retailers are projected to close 21,000 stores by 2026, 
45% of office supply stores are expected to close in the next five years. I guess retailers in the home improvement, grocery, and auto parts sector are supposed to be okay from sh- from shuttering. All right, well, we'll see. We'll see how that works out. But for sure, there's going to be other places open. That's for sure. That's why we're seeing some stores, you know, opening back up, right? Different people, you know, we talked about that before, that yes, all of these places were closed. We'll, we'll close. Some of it will come back. We'll see what ends up coming back. And I know that even in London, uh, in England, we're starting to open things up because people have had enough. And uh, we had the Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, said that uh, on Monday, April 12th, I'll be going to the pub myself and cautiously, but irreversibly, raising a pint of beer to my lips. (laughs) Okay. Nice. So they're reopening, uh, reopening non-essential businesses next week. So yay, good for the United Kingdom. We'll see how that works out here in the U.S. because they are fighting tooth and nail to keep things closed and keep it locked down And to, because we are in the winter. Uh, boy, that's not where we're at, uh, Mr. President and the administration. Uh, you can keep pushing your dark of winter narrative but that's not where America is at by any shape of the imagination. And, uh, I mean, we had baseball opening day and they did everything they could to talk about, uh, you know, the super spreader event and thousands of people were gathering. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Hey, I had the opportunity to talk to Phelan Meckler a little bit earlier today, and I'm going to, going to air it right here. Uh, he is the uh, grand poobah of mysonhuntermovie.com. And they are, you know, crowdfunding to get this movie made. It's coming along nicely, but I really wanted to talk to him today since today is, you know, Hunter Biden uh, book day. And we wanted to, uh, you know, see where we're at in as far as fundraising for the movie, My Son Hunter. But uh, you can obviously help them out. I talked about it a little bit earlier in the show, mysonhuntermovie.com. But I wanted to really talk to Phelan today. I know there was a couple of times where it seemed our connection was a little wonky since he is not here in the DFW area. He is out in California. Yes, I know. Nasty California. But uh, great to great to talk to Phelan. And here is a moment with Phelan Mackley. <laughs> Welcome to Chewing the Fat and welcome to Phelan MacLear. Uh, I have been looking forward to talking to you. First, I wanted to get an update on uh, the uh, crowdfunding, source funding for mysonhuntermovie.com, the making of the movie. I see that you're at about 20%, which, yeah. is, uh, which is great, right? I mean, we've got people that are willing to donate a little money to get this thing made. I mean, we yeah. obviously need uh, more. But uh, how's it going? Good to see you. Thanks for coming on today. Well, it's it's very busy. Uh, yeah, no, we're at twenty percent. I mean, we're open now. What two or three weeks? Two and a half yeah. weeks, and uh, it's six hundred, almost six hundred thousand. So there's there's thousands of people who've donated to make this happen because people people really want the truth about yes. Hunter Biden, but also they're more concerned with the truth about the Biden family corruption getting out there, and uh, you know, and and that's important to them and. Big Hollywood, don't forget, Big Hollywood, Big Tech, and Big Media censored this story. Right. Actually, they didn't censor it. They suppressed it. And now people want the truth out there, and that's why they want this movie made. Well, it was uh, the reason, and I'm looking forward to talking to you today, because today is a big day in the uh, in the Biden family world. Uh, Hunter, uh, his new book, Beautiful Things, uh, drops today. And, uh, you know, so it's available to everyone. And he's, uh, he said that he would do limited interviews and he did a riveting, a riveting interview on 60 Minutes this past weekend, which was, which was great because I don't know, he doesn't remember anything. So it's just, I don't remember. I don't recall. You know, it could have been aliens. It just, it could have been anybody. Uh, the laptop story, they've had all this time and his answer is, I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of weird. He's going to do limited interviews. This is a confessional memoir. 
How can you do limited interviews to a confessional memoir? The whole idea of a confessional memoir is you tell everything. Right. right? But you're going to do limited interviews. Look, I don't remember. He doesn't remember if the laptop is his. Maybe that's correct. But he, he should remember if he wrote an email saying, cut the big guy in for 10%. He right. If he was complaining about having to throw money upstairs to his father. He should remember if he got an 80,000 ring from a Chinese businessman. He should remember if he got 3 million from the mayor of Moscow's wife and why he got the 3 million. And did any of that go to Joe Biden? These are things that you don't forget, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, look, he, he couldn't remember uh, being with uh, the mother of his child. Yeah. Right. We couldn't remember. He didn't recall that. But we recall, uh, you know, crawling around the carpet, uh, smoking Parmesan cheese. We recall yeah. that. Uh, it's just a, it was really a strange, strange interview. I didn't quite understand it, but I guess we're just promoting the book. Right. Well, I, I actually I can understand it perfectly. So he's basically laundering uh, with the media's help. He's laundering the story. So in the future, when people say, but he got millions from the Ukraine's and uh, and he complained about cutting the big guy in for 10%. Right. And his business partner says, the, the answer from the media and from Joe Biden, same thing, is this was all talked about in his book. He gives extensive interviews about it. It's, not, it's a non-story. So they're, they're laundering it. They're, 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 right. they're fake. Makes sense, sure. I mean, that's a, that's a good move on their part, actually, for, for the masses. I know that you've been making, uh, you've been making some videos. Uh, around this, uh, when you, you know, you're sitting around doing nothing. Hey, let's make some videos. Uh, I loved, uh, going to Hunter's house, which is down the road from yes. you on Venice. Uh, and I saw the uh, question and answer on the streets. Um, how much was, I love those because as much as they hurt with, uh, people not having the information in their heads, how much of that gets edited? I mean, you know, just between us. Well, <laughs> just to explain to people, I went out of the Venice boardwalk and interviewed all the tourists. I mean, there's a lot of tourists all over America there, actually, and locals. Uh, and I only wanted to speak to Biden voters and ask them had they heard of Hunter. I mean, I think one of them, uh, two of them had heard of Hunter. One of them knew there was some kind of scam. story, yeah. The rest had never heard of Hunter Biden. They thought Hunter Biden was Joe's brother. They need, oh, Hunter Biden, he must be some family member. They never heard of him. And this is what your listeners and, and your viewers have to realize is that, you know, MRC did a poll. I think something like 55, 60% of, of Biden voters have never heard of Hunter Biden, right. never mind the scandals. And 17% of those voters, according to this poll, if they were explained the various scandals, the, uh, and especially the 10% of the big guy, then they wouldn't have voted for Biden. This could have, knowledge about this could change, could have changed the last election. This sure. is interference in elections, not by Russia, not by China, not by Iran, but by big tech and big media, your enemies. Uh, just uh, right, exactly. And they most definitely have proven to be our enemies in, in, in particular within the last year, year and a half. Well, I mean, yes. they, they've, they've shown their cards. They put them on the table. Whether we do anything about it, uh, I don't know. One of the ways that we can uh, do something about it, obviously, is donating to mysonhuntermovie.com. And let's get this thing made so the truth actually is told. Correct? Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I want to tell people it's not a documentary. It's a movie, right? Because, you know, documentaries have, have an audience, but it's a small enough audience. Not everyone wants to sit down after a hard day's work and watch a documentary. But they will watch a movie. Yeah. About, uh, you know, a kind of Austin Powers farce, uh, with a bit of the Godfather thrown in and, and House of Cards as well. You know, so this, and you know, this is about a guy who claims not to remember the stripper he slept with. Yeah. Uh, and fathered a child with, you know, but by the way, you may not remember Hunter because you may be a little under the weather, but you know, your father had an inauguration, right? Uh, when his grandchildren was there, your father mentioned his grandchildren. From the podium during the sure hour. did. There was only one grandfather, grandchild of his not there. You know, you're terrible people, really. You know that you're terrible people. I mean, <laughs> that happens, isn't it? I mean, that child is going to know. That child is going to see that inauguration on YouTube for the rest of his life and know yeah. that his father, the progressive father, the grandfather, the good guy, the moral, the, the moral uh, center now that has uh, descended upon Washington, Saint Joe. 
of 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 Amtrak. Uh, <laughs> I love that. So, but really, you know, look and and again uh, to your point, uh, Hunter said in his interview that uh, his father and the the grandfather to his children call them every night and talk to them every day. Yeah. Not to this one. No, no. By the way, they called them every night. Did he say? Where are you? Oh, I'm in the Ukraine. Wow, what are you doing there? I'm earning, uh, I'm earning a hundred thousand a month on an oil and gas company, even though I have no knowledge of uh, oil and gas. Oh, where are you now? Oh, I'm in China, uh, earning, um, being going to be appointed a part of a billionaire fund. Did your father ever ask you why you qualified? Did your father ever ask you to kick 10% to him, Hunter? You must remember that. And, you know, and what journalists, by the way, in the right mind would accept the ludicrous proposition? Well, okay. I don't know if the laptop is mine. Well, is this email, does this email sound familiar? Because the other people CC'd on the email have said it's genuine. Right. I mean, I, I didn't understand that at all with no, you know, with no pushback or at least the pushback could have been edited out. We've seen how, uh, 60 Minutes is, uh, good at that, uh, you know, promoting the, uh, the different things that they believe in or don't believe in. So, I mean, that's the whole point behind not knowing who Hunter is, right? It wasn't that they lied. It was just, oh, we just won't talk about it. You know, we won't let the information get out. Yeah. And that's just amazing. And that's what they're, you know, obviously what Hollywood is trying to do with the making of this movie, right, is uh, yeah. suppress it and just not let it, not let people know about it. Yeah, no, I, spoke, I, I spoke to someone the other day about playing an actor, Hollywood actor, playing the role. And he goes, you know, I'd love to, but I want to work. I mean, he says, the person who takes the role will be the most famous actor in the world for a day or two. And then you'll never work again, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I have kids, I need to work. And this is the atmosphere we're in now is that Hollywood will not allow this film to be made. That's why we're crowdfunding. It. And that's why your viewers and your listeners have been so good and have stepped up so well. Um, and, and we're going to we're going to make this movie. It's going to be made and it's going to be a cracker. So how many, uh, with any information, we, I don't know that we've gotten new information, but we have seen different angles of the same information be reported now since we've, uh, since you've started, uh, the idea and the, uh, the writing of this movie. How many rewrites? What's added? What's taken? What's going we're, out? How are you coming on that? We're constantly tinkering uh, as new information comes out. And, and you know, I want to say one thing. We're actually, um, spending a lot of our energy humanizing Hunter Biden, believe it or not. Uh, you know, not to demonize them. This is not, nobody wants to watch a movie about if you demonize about someone or you preach about someone. Uh, right. this, we're not making a movie about Hunter Biden's flaws because it's fun, even though it is somewhat, because after a while it becomes not very funny, I suppose. I someone, know. Someone's addictions, you know, uh, but I suppose we're, we're making, uh, you know, so we're trying to make Hunter a human being. Well, he, he most definitely he had, is. Yeah, he's had a tough life too, right? Tragedy. Yeah. Then his addictions. But what did his father do with his, you know, with his drug addict son? He made him his bag man. You know, I mean, you know, rather than say, son, maybe you shouldn't be going to the Ukraine or China. Maybe you should be sitting at home with your kids, enjoying your family life, you know, having a nice job at home, or you know, working for my campaign or some fake job like that. Just something to to make sure that you're not out there in temptation world. Right. The father says, no, no, get out there. I need my 10%, you know, or my 50% or whatever. Be my bag man. Get the million in so I can live the life I want. Pathetic. Terrible. Well, I mean, uh, no question. And he definitely, as uh, during that time when Hunter was his main bag man, I mean, he needed someone close to him, Hunter, that would be able to do that, right, and not, uh, and not throw anything, uh, into the fire, not any wrenches into the toolbox that would make noise. And that's what Hunter was there for. That's correct. But he was, uh, you know, you talk about making him human. Look, the guy is likable, right? I mean, sure. Who doesn't want to smoke a little crack with Hunter? I mean, who among us? But, uh, I mean, he's definitely a likable guy, but he, we've talked and I know that, uh, I know that you know this and, and, and probably, you know, my audience does because I've, uh, talked a lot about the Hunter Biden trials and tribulations. But I mean, that struggle of I'm not Bo has been, uh, has been with him almost forever, right? I mean, he just wasn't, was never Bo, will never be Bo, no matter what. 
Mm-hmm. So he just ended up being, as you put it, the bag man. Yeah. He's, you know, he was the Prince Harry of that family, you know, and, uh, yes. you know, and, uh, and I speak of the people, spoken to people who were college with them and all that. And, you know, he, he was not Bo. Bo was the golden child. Bo yep. could do no wrong. He always seemed to mess up. He had these eviction issues from, from early and life was tougher on him uh, in many ways because of that. And, you know, what did Joe Biden do? How did he respond to that? He made him his bag man. Shame yep. on him. Shame on him. Yep. And how did Joe respond? How did he behave? He disowned his, his hunter's son from the podium, watched by hundreds of millions of people. It's, you know, Joe, Joe's not a nice guy. And Joe, Joe needs to, the truth about Joe needs to be exposed, not because he's not a nice guy, but because there's a deep stench of corruption, foreign corruption yes. too emanating around the Biden family, and it goes right to the very top. And we're going to have a lot of fun making this movie. It's going to be with actors. It's going to be funny. It's going to be emotional. It's going to be sad. It's going to be happy. It's going to be ridiculous. It's going to be Austin Powers meets King Lear. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, And your viewers and listeners know that, and that's why they've been so responsive and, and helping get it made. I personally am really looking forward to it. So let's get this thing made. Let's go start tomorrow. Phelan, let's go hop to it. Uh, just go to mysonhuntermovie.com, mysonhuntermovie.com and, uh, donate obviously what you can. Don't, uh, you know, don't, uh, don't hurt yourself unless it's getting close to the bottom line and then we need your help. But, uh, mysonhuntermovie.com, Phelan Mackler. Uh, thank you so yeah. much for your time. Yeah, uh, I just want to say we're, we're, you know, we've almost raised 600,000 now thanks to people like your listeners and viewers. Once we hit 700,000, that's when we can start the development process, start hiring actors and things like that, because that's real money and that, that allows us the freedom to start. So we need, that's the target. We need to hit that 700. So please people give what you can and let's get it made. We'll make that happen today. MySonHunterMovie.com. Thanks. 